0: hey everybody this is hunter howard i'm the lead pastor of encounter church here at encounter church our vision is helping people encounter god and that's what i pray and hope for you today that you will encounter god through this message enjoy we're beginning our short series of christmas messages uh, entitled joy to the world and today's message our first joy to the world Message is joy, joy, joy. Come on, turn to somebody and say, Joy, joy, joy. It's hard to say it without smiling, right? Come on, turn to somebody else and say, Goso, Goso, Goso. Was anybody around in the 90s, especially if you grew up in the 90s, anybody remember Wren and Stimpy? What was their song? Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy. Was I the only one that watched Wren and Stimpy? No. Okay. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. That was their thing. Okay. I was thinking about this this week, too. Um, When I was a, a teenager, my family, we had this beautiful, colorful um, parrot, it was one of those parrots that like learned to talk and repeat everything. We had it as a, uh, as a teenager and um, until my parents got tired of hearing it talk and uh, (laughs) it ended up with my grandparents and uh, then it ended up with an aunt. And then after that, I don't know where Pete, his name was Pete, Pete the parrot. Okay. Pete would listen to everything and repeat it. Okay? So he would go, Hello? Back in the day when we had phones, you know, that you actually picked up. Okay. Okay. He he would repeat, he would repeat things from, from television that he would hear. All of a sudden you'd hear him going, oh Really? Oh. Like mimicking conversations. Okay? He actually started saying this, okay? Because we would go up to him. I think my grandma did this. Hey, bird. And he would say, hello, bird. Like, hello, bird. Hello, bird. And my grandma would say, I ain't no bird. So all of a sudden you would hear out of the blue, Pete, you would just hear him say, I ain't no bird. (laughs) And I don't know where he learned this, but he would sing he literally would sing joy joy joy. he would repeat joy 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 and so i i don't know but deep down in my heart i believe pete was a born-again spirit-filled believer and he had the joy of the lord right come on turn to somebody one more time and just sing to him joy 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 <laughs> As we look, yeah, it was a little disturbing sometimes, but you know, okay. As, as we look into our main scripture today in Isaiah chapter 9, just a little background. Isaiah chapter 9 <clears throat> happened and was written in the 700s BC, right? And when Isaiah was a prophet, it was right before the exile of Israel happened okay so it was a very dark despairing gloomy seemingly hopeless time in history god had repeatedly warned his people again and again if you continue to reject me And instead worship idols. If you continue to disobey my word and instead go about things your own way. I'm giving you chance after chance after chance. Mercy after mercy after mercy. I've sent prophet after prophet after prophet to call you back to me. But if you insist... On rejecting me, I will allow for a second time in history for your entire people to become slaves. We know he had delivered them out of Egypt in slavery, right? From slavery. But he said, if the only way to once again show you my salvation is to let you again become slaves, if you repeatedly reject my word, I'm going to allow Assyria and Babylon, okay, to come and take over. So it it happened, okay? Assyria invaded. They began to cart off the people of Israel. Eventually, we know, you know, if you continue to read through history, Babylon, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, they are exiled, okay? They're literally removed from their homes and from their land in Israel and taken off to Babylon, Okay, for how many years? Does anyone remember? Seventy years again as captives, as slaves. It was gloom and doom. Such a dark time in history. But Isaiah saw something. Actually, he saw someone. You ready to read it? The messiah had been promised for centuries but isaiah saw he was coming and he was about to change everything come on just before we get the scripture turn to somebody and say he changes everything everything. isaiah chapter 9 verses 1 through 7. if there is a christmas messianic prophecy it's this one <laughs> nevertheless that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever Whew. man just think about our current times and I want you to just believe that just let that wash over you this morning That time of darkness and despair will not go on forever The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. And for those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. rejoice. They will... Rejoice before you as people rejoice come on somebody say joy 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 they're gonna rejoice 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 like someone at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder for you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden From their shoulders you will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms of blood blood stained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us. Come on say to me. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called who will be called he the child the child will be called wonderful counselor mighty god ever the child will be called everlasting father prince of peace his government and its peace will never end he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. And when God's passionate about something happening, y'all, it happens. Amen. The child would bring them and bring us joy, 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 right? If it's okay with you, I really would like to read that again, this time in the Amplified translation of the Bible. Remember that the Amplified version is the, it's translated into English, and then in parentheses and brackets, it has... Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek translation. So it gives you a much fuller understanding of what the word is saying. Can we read it in the Amplified? All right, follow along with me on the screen or in your Bible. But there will be no more gloom for her who was in anguish, for with judgment comes the promise of salvation. In earlier times, he treated the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali with contempt, but later on, he will make them honored by the presence of the Messiah. By way of the sea, on the other side of the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Any Gentiles out there today? If you're not Jewish, you're a Gentile. Any Gentiles out there today? We're all at least half Gentile. Okay. (laughs) The people who walk in spiritual darkness will see a great light. Those who live in the dark land, the light will shine on them. You, O oh God, will increase the nation. Now look at the next phrase You will multiply their joy, they will rejoice before you like the joy and jubilation of the harvest as men. Joy, 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 joy. There's five joys there. Come on, turn to somebody and say, joy joy joy. Joy, 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 joy. joy, joy. All right. When they divide the spoil of victory, for you will break the yoke of Israel's burden and the staff goad on their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, as at the battle of Midian. For every boot of the marching warrior in the battle, tumult. And every soldier's, soldier's garment rolled in blood will be used for burning fuel for the fire. For a child shall be born. To us a son shall be given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name, come on somebody say his name, his name. Who shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Oh, I love this next son. There shall be no end to the increase of his government. Come on, somebody. The government of Jesus is not waning. It is waxing. Come on, it's not decreasing. It's increasing. He shall rule on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from that time forward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this (sighs) joy to the world the lord is come let earth receive her king and then the most important line in the song let every heart prepare him room come on maybe just say it one more time Jesus, jesus i prepare room in my heart for you True, lasting, not temporary, but true, lasting joy is reserved only for those who make room in their hearts for the King of Kings. True and lasting joy, you can only have it if you make room in your heart for the King who came so we could rejoice. Let heaven and nature sing. That's why we even sing. Let's talk a little bit about the difference between happiness and joy. Now, I like happiness. Don't get me wrong. I like to feel happy right anybody like to feel happy but how many of us know happiness is a feeling you can be happy and then boom at the drop of a hat something happens and you ain't happy no more (laughs) some of you probably went through happiness and unhappiness already this morning (laughs) i know i did getting ready Some things I was happy about, some things I wasn't happy about. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is good. But happiness is very fickle. Joy can be permanent, lasting, continuous. Happiness, this this is something that if... If we could grab a hold of it, happiness is a feeling or an emotion. Joy is an attitude. Happiness is an emotion. It's a feeling. Anybody you guys seen the movie "Inside Out?" If you haven't, go watch it. Very cute. and very psycho. very good, okay but Happiness is an emotion, just like sadness is an emotion, right? But joy is an attitude. Happiness is the result of circumstances. Joy is the result of a relationship. Let me say it again. Happiness is the result of circumstances which are always changing, right? Always changing. But joy is the result of a relationship that should and can be lasting, constant, and permanent. So happiness is an emotion, but joy is an attitude based on a relationship. Listen, if my relationship with God is my source of joy then my joy can remain intact even through ever-changing circumstances if i have a constant permanent relationship with god and that is where i get my joy from then even though circumstances change from one day to another from one week to the next from one year to the next If my joy, I'm getting it from the fountain that is Jesus. My joy can remain intact. Even when my happiness is shaking. Yes? Next Sunday, this is why you really want to be back next Sunday. And you really want to bring somebody with you that needs the joy of Jesus. Next Sunday, we're going to take a much closer look at this relationship, okay? Today, I want to focus on three gifts. Who likes gifts? Anybody that that gifts is your love language? Yeah, quite a few. Mostly ladies, okay. (laughs) But today, I want to talk to you about three gifts that we receive through a relationship with Jesus. Okay? And these three gifts literally produce joy. These three gifts produce joy. Anybody want to walk out today with some joy that can last? Okay. Isaiah chapter 9 we just read it teaches us that a relationship with Jesus provides these three gifts. Well, number 1 is light number two is freedom and number three is perspective light freedom and perspectives they are three gifts we receive through our relationship with Jesus and these three gifts literally produce joy okay if well received they produce joy let's go with the first one joy is the result of light joy is the result of light. Have you ever tried to find your way around in the dark? Yeah. Have you ever gone on a trip and you were sleeping in an unfamiliar house or hotel and it was really dark and you woke up in the middle of the night and you really needed to go to the bathroom now? Yeah? Yes? Does that only happened to me? <laughs> but you you... you, you sometimes you even forget where you are when you're not home and, and you get up and you're trying to find your way to the bathroom and it's dark and there are other people in the hotel room because so you can't just turn on the main light you know and you're trying to find the bathroom and where the where the toilet is and then how many of you know especially in hotel rooms i don't know why they put the light switch in such st- it's like really over there How about, how about a blackout after a storm? I mean, when Hurricane Zeta came through here back in October, we were without power for maybe 12 hours, and, but it was mostly daytime. Some of you were without power for 24, 36, 48, 72. I even heard of people that were without power for four days. Okay? Some of you even lost all your food in your refrigerator and freezer because of the power outage, right? And listen, during the daytime you could kind of but at night I've been there. I remember back growing up when we would have hurricanes, tornadoes or whatever storms it would, I mean it would be out. And you know it's not necessarily the most joyful circumstances. <laughs> now I want you to think all right because i want you to feel it remember the moment when you found the light switch (laughs) can you remember the moment when the power came back on Back when, when Hurricane Maria devastated Puerto Rico a couple of years ago, a few years ago, okay? There were people that were out without power for months. And I remember watching video of, of whole apartment complexes when the power came back on in the middle of the night. And it was like you could probably heard it all the way to Miami. They were shouting, screaming, partying, dancing. They were so happy that the light had finally come back. The thing is, walking around in the darkness isn't necessarily all that joyful in fact it can be pretty dangerous (laughs) to try to find your way through darkness but look at what isaiah chapter 9 says the people who walk in darkness will see a great light for many and i'm not saying this is the only reason but for many i would dare to say for the most of us the absence of joy or the fickle nature of our joy has a lot to do with believing lies which the bible calls darkness darkness right theme throughout the bible darkness is totally Managed through the lies of Satan and people believing them. That's how you get darkness in you, and I get darkness in me. See, lies are darkness, but the darkness is out there. But when I believe the lie, the darkness comes on the inside. And that is not a happy thing, it's not a joyful thing, and it is definitely dangerous. And I really believe that the reason so many people struggle to live a life with joy or they feel like they got joy one day and then the next day joy is gone is because we tend to believe lies. We let the darkness in. I am preaching. Sound like she said, he's preaching. Yes. Preaching. Come on now. John chapter 8 verse 44 says he, Satan, has always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. He's total darkness. When he lies, it's consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. Come on, tell somebody the devil is a lie. (laughs) A lie. But the darkest part of this is that Satan keeps people in the dark through convincing us to believe lies. But, John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, the word, come on somebody, say the word. Word. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought what? Light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. It doesn't matter how dark the lie the devil tells you is. If you hold on to the light, that light cannot be put out. See, that's the nature of light. Listen, when, the, when there's a dark room and you turn on the light, the darkness doesn't slowly Gradually retreat. No, 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 no. When you turn on the light, the darkness has to go. I just love the fact that it doesn't matter how false and how much of a liar the devil is. If I hold on to the truth that is in the word of God, which is the light, my light cannot be put out. <laughs> period. John chapter 15, 10 and 11. Jesus said, When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you these things, what things? He just told them a whole lot of things. Go back and read it. He just told them a whole lot of truth. Okay? I've told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. How many of you want joy that's not just enough for you, but that's contagious and overflowing on other people? But there's sort of a secret It's called the light. And light isn't just hearing or knowing the word of God. It's obeying the word of God. It's one thing for the light to be turned off out there, but it's another thing to let the light in. It's one thing to know what the light is and where to find it. It's another thing for the light to be shining on the inside of you. And that only comes by not just hearing or knowing the Word of God, but actually applying it and obeying it. Ha! Huh. Wow. Obedience to God's Word brings joy. We could say obedience, obedience, obedience leads to joy, joy, joy. It's through the light of the word, knowing and obeying Jesus' words and commands, that we can overflow with joy. Tell somebody. Come on, I want you to tell the person on your right. Just tell them. If you have no one on your right, then, I don't know, turn around. No, but, but really, I want you to tell them, like really, tell, tell them, tell them, you might consider reading your Bible yeah. oh no 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 no! wait 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 turn to the person on your left turn to the person on your left if you don't have a left go in front or behind all right tell tell them you might consider reading and obeying your Bible hey <laughs> that's right because joy is the result of light and light is the word of god in us amen joy is also the result of number two freedom joy is the result of freedom look isaiah 9 again says for you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders come on jesus said in john chapter 8 verses 34 through 36 jesus replied i tell you the truth everyone who sins is a slave of sin a slave is not a permanent member of the family but a son is part of the family forever so if the son who is a permanent member of the family not subject to the slavery of sin who if he sets you free you are free indeed. Truly free. First John 3 verse 8, but when people keep on sinning, keep on sinning. That's the problem. Sometimes we sin and then we realize it's sin and instead of repenting, we just keep on sinning. But it's okay. God's mercy and grace is new every morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> Forgiveness is for the repentant. Forgiveness is not a free gift to just waste. The Bible says we confess our sins to God and we're forgiven and we confess our sins to one another and we get healed. Maybe some of you are forgiven but not healed. Maybe you need to confess to somebody. Because let me tell you one way, let's go back to the light let's go back to the light my relationship with god is in a perfect position when i truly repent and ask him forgiveness but my relationship with others will be screwed up if i don't sometimes bring things out into the light so i can get it off my soul so i can get the junk out of my soul that's why the bible says confess to one another i'm sorry right and then you get healed now it says that if we keep on sinning it shows that it says that they belong to the devil I belong to Jesus, but I'm going to keep on living the way I've always lived. I belong to Jesus, but, you know, and I know this is wrong, and I know this is offensive to God, and I know that this is disobedience, and I know that this is wicked, but, you know, I belong to Jesus, and I think he's all right with it. Oh, you you don't don't have the light, brother. (laughs) It says that those that Keep on sinning. Again, not that those who sin occasionally and repent, yeah? But those that keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. You don't have to say you belong to the devil to belong to the devil. You just got to keep on sinning. Proof sitting the pudding, sister. Why? Because he's been sinning from the beginning. It rhymes, sinning from the beginning, all right. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus didn't just come to forgive us. He came to set us free from the power of sin. He came to forgive us and then empower us to live different. If it were just forgiveness, God could have said, I forgive you. He forgave Israel awful lot, but they weren't free from sin. That's right. That's right. Jesus came and went to the cross and died and spilled his blood to forgive us, yes, but to totally set us free from the power of sin so that we don't have to live like that anymore. I think we could all agree on something. I hope so. I really hope so. Can we all agree that slavery is sad? It's a sad thing. Thank God slavery was abolished in our nation. Did you know that in nations around the world, there are some nations where slavery is still in full force? It's very sad. If you go to a place, a culture, where slavery is tolerated, it's a very, very sad place. Slavery produces sadness in the slaves. Jesus said sin makes us slaves. Sin, continuous sin, persistent sin, unrepentant sin. It makes us slaves, and that makes us sad. Sin leads us into slavery, and slavery leads us into sadness. Yeah? (laughs) But Jesus provides freedom from sin. and freedom produces joy I said freedom produces joy freedom produces joy in a natural sense the Emancipation Proclamation was a joyous day right what joy when you read in history when people who were slaves and were given their freedom? Whoa! Right? Amen. <laughs> hey, Listen, I know I'm saying something, and some of you here, though you're not. No one in here is a slave, but you're a slave. You've allowed yourself to be enslaved by. The Bible says whoever we serve, whatever we serve, that's what we're a slave to. Okay? If I insist on my sin, I'm a slave to that sin. And, 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 and maybe you're wondering, why, why can't I seem to have joy some of us are even trying to find joy in our sin. That's one of the darkest forms of darkness there is. Because for a moment you feel happy, but then boom! <laughs> Steal, kill, destroy, sad. Freedom produces joy. Oh, some of us are starting to get it. Freedom from sin produces joy. I would like to say it like this. The freer I am from sin, the more joy, joy, joy I have deep down in my heart, right? Jesus wants to set you free. And if Jesus has set you free, I urge you, I beg you, don't go back into the things that had you enslaved. If you find yourself struggling with joy, ask yourself, am I continuing in something that I'm enslaved to? Luke chapter 4 verse 18, this is what Jesus came to do. And Luke is actually quoting Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Come on, turn to somebody and say, I'm free. Now, I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but if you can't say it. Now, I'm not saying if if you're shy and you don't like to say it. That's what I'm saying. If you know you really can't say that, today you can be free. Today you can be free. We just read what the anointing of Jesus does. When you get close to him, the anointed one, his anointing sets you free. And freedom brings joy. Look at what Psalm 126... So we read in Isaiah that they were about to be exiled. It was very sad. It was very dark. It was very gloomy. It was very depressing. Psalm 126 talks about when the uh, the Israelites were set free from the exile. Okay? Look at what it says. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said... What amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Come on, can we say, yes, the Lord has done amazing things for me. What joy. 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 Joy is the result of light, the word of God, right? Right? Joy is the result of freedom, freedom from sin. And finally, joy is the result of perspective. You might be saying, what? Our attitude flows from our angle. See, uh, happiness is an emotion, but joy is an attitude that we embrace and live by. But our attitude flows from our angle or perspective right so people see the exact same things from different angles and have totally different attitudes about the exact same thing have you ever it's called perspective okay it's like it's like glasses like sunglasses right now i see everything that all the wonderful beautiful colors they are but i hate wearing sunglasses i really do liz loves sunglasses i hate sunglasses i just can't stand sunglasses And it's not because I don't like that it helps my eyes. from. I don't like it changing the colors of things. I just don't like that. It feels weird. It feels off. It's like that is not the normal blue of the sky. Right? The thing is, we all see a lot of the same things. We all go through a lot of the same situations. But because the angle from which we're looking at it, we're, we all have different angles. We have different attitudes. Have you ever seen this? Yes. Have you ever experienced this? Yes. Have you ever been in a conversation, an argument with somebody yes. that you, you're happy about it and she's sad about it and then you finally just realize we're looking at it different. We're just looking at it totally different. And God is inviting us to see the world From the angle of his word God is inviting you today and me to see the world. We all got different angles on the world right now now, don 't we? We all got different perspectives on the situation that the world is going through, our nation, the politically speaking pandemically speaking. Uh, Everything else speaking We all have different angles Looking at the exact same things, okay? And God wants us to have a healthy perspective and The only healthy perspective is if we take upon ourselves the angle of God's Word That's the only that's the only That's the only place I can perch myself and see it right. Okay, is His Word now There's a lot to that, and I'm not going to go into all that today. But there's one thing that we can all grab a hold of. And if we get this perspective, we can have joy. Isaiah 9 says, There shall be no end to the increase of his government and peace. Try that on for some perspective. I want us to to open our heart and eyes to something right now that probably a lot of us don't know because we just don't know. Jesus' influence is ever increasing in the world even though that may not be what we think we see right now. Jesus' influence, his government and its peace, which happens to come into hearts, yeah, is constantly increasing all over the world no we're not on the losing team no believers in Christ followers of Jesus no we're not in decline we're not now if you believe what a lot of people say God is dead and the church is you know out the window I want to give you a fact today. Is it okay? Yes. Now you can go fact check me if you want. But this is a fact. This is a fact, okay? Today, December 13th, 2020, this is a fact. On planet Earth, there are more born again, Holy Spirit filled people around the world today than any other time in all the history of the earth. There are more born-again, spirit-filled believers in the earth today than in any other time in history. Even in places where it's illegal to be a Christian. The most Christians in any nation in the world, okay, are in a nation where they are prohibited from being Christians and reading the Bible. There's more of the Christians there than there are in the United States of America. In nations where you think God's not allowed. <sighs> Listen, I'll tell you this. I've been all over Latin America, and people are pretty joyful. But when we go to, I'm just going to say, when we go to Cuba, those of you that have been to Cuba with us, it's very, very sad. Okay? It's a very sad place. People are, kind of live sad. But you walk through the gates of the church, it's the only happy people you meet. There are revivals happening all around the world, and people, millions And millions and millions of people are coming to Christ. All around the world. Church attendance may be on the decline in the United States. Thank God it's not here. I'm glad you're here. But all around the world, the church isn't just growing. It's multiplying all over the place. We support an organization Called Surge, that's just in the past few years, just in the past maybe decade or so, planted like 20,000 churches. I know I've said this before, but maybe you haven't heard it. A few of the churches that we recently heard about being planted were in jungles, way out in the middle of who knows where, where they don't even wear clothes. And they live up in up in the tops of the trees in the canopy they're people that live in trees okay yeah that'd be cool some of them have never seen any other people that look like them i mean any anybody that doesn't look like them they certainly have never seen a television or heard a radio and these missionaries will fly over the canopy of these jungles and parachute down little radios that the only station <laughs> is gospel preaching and music it's the only station it can get so what do you do if you live in the tops of the trees and you've never had any sort of media Ooh. <laughs> the whole village Gathers around, or I don't know how you gather around in trees, but they gather around and listen. And last thing I heard, they had planted like three churches in the trees where these villages have come to Christ. We're not on the decline, church. Jesus is being revealed around the world to people in dreams. And they believe in him. And they're baptized, and they follow him. Although for many of them, that means probably death, at least being ostracized from their family and culture. And hear my heart on this. Please hear my heart. But we don't, we stop coming to church because it's cold? It's just, or it's too rainy, my... My boots are going to get wet. It's too much trouble getting all the kids together and getting them ready because it's cold. You know what you need to tell your kids? Baby, it's cold outside. Get dressed. We're going to church. People all around the world being martyred. And we're allowing ourselves to be persecuted by a virus. Now, listen, I believe in the coronavirus, okay? I'm not, don't, don't do Hunter's a conspiracy theorist. I believe in the coronavirus. I've lost friends to it. Both my parents had it. Thank God they recovered. It has nothing to do with believing in it or not. But if a virus can get us to stop gathering as the people of God, we have submitted that that is not the government of Jesus. And I, I, I love and I submit to the government of my nation, but I live under, and we live under a government that is higher, stronger, and it... I had no plans of saying any of that today. All I know, listen... All I know is, I I say this with, seriously, I say this with zero judgment. I say, I'm not even, I'm not even correct, trying to correct anybody. Those of you that still just listen online, I'm not trying to, I'm not saying it for that. I, I, I want you to understand something. So many people have lost their joy. In this season, in this year. Yeah? And it's because our joy hasn't been based on a relationship, it's been fickle happiness based on circumstances. Just in the past week or so been very happy about some things and very very sad about some things and people but there's one thing can nobody take away from you or me if your relationship with Jesus is intact you can have a joy that is constant Let me tell you one more thing that'll make you happy. I hope it makes you just grab a hold of the joy of the Lord today. Not only are there more born-again, spirit-filled believers in the earth today than any other time in history, we are quickly approaching the promise that Jesus said when all ethnos, come on, say ethnos, people groups, not just nations as in Mexico, Russia, China, America, no, ethnos when all people groups it says jesus said when all people groups have received the message of the gospel then the end will come the second coming right when i was a kid we used to always talk about the 1040 window anybody know what that that is it's this area of the world that the gospel hasn't reached you guys the 1040 window is shutting very very quickly Every day, the number of ethnos, the number of people in people groups that are receiving the gospel for the first time, every day, it's getting smaller and smaller, and it's very, very fast the way it's happening. There will be no, there will never be an end to the increase. Of his government. It'll never decrease. Now that's some perspective. That's a perspective we ought to grab a hold of. As I was getting ready. For Christmas. I was thinking about this back in October. I think it was September or October. That the Lord gave me this specific word. For Christmas. And I had to wait until now to give it. This is what he says. This is what he said from Isaiah 9. Set your heart and your eyes on the right king. I heard him say it so crystal clear. Set your heart and your eyes on the right king. Let's get our heart and eyes off of the ever-changing and become passionately fixated with the never-changing. Regardless of what happens in this world system. Regardless of what happens in the government. Regardless of what happens in the pandemic. Regardless of what happens with the law. And yes, we're allowed to have different opinions on that. The reality is regardless of what happens. The increase of his government will never end. His government isn't depending on the current affairs of the nations. Ooh, really quiet. The king came. The king reigns. The king is coming. (laughs) and our king will reign forever when 2020 is a distant bad dream (laughs) in our memory the king is reigning and his government is increasing it's increasing it's growing in expanse and in an influence throughout the world the question is his government growing in me is his government and his peace growing in me this is my joy perspective and sometimes i just have to tell myself this do you know that you can actually determine your attitude by telling yourself things What's more powerful than telling yourself the word of God? This is my joy. This is literally how I keep my joy when I feel like losing it. I tell myself this, all right? If Jesus is my king, no matter what happens, I win. You need to tell yourself that today. Come on, point to yourself and say, if Jesus is my king, no matter what happens, I win. let's try it again let's try it again let's grab a hold of this truth this is the perspective of the Word of God okay this is the right angle come on point to yourself again and say if Jesus is my King no matter what happens I win oh no no no. let's take it a step further Jesus is my King so no matter what happens I win Revelation eleven fifteen. then the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices shouting in heaven. The world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ and he will reign forever and ever. This whole world is becoming increasingly, continuously the kingdom of our God and the day will come where every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings to the glory of God the Father I'm just glad to count myself in the family that decided to declare him King of my life now because if he's my King no matter what happens I win you win we win Even if it feels like we're losing, we win. That perspective brings joy. The more, the, the first place his government and his peace should be increasing is in our hearts. Listen, more, not less. More, not less. More joy not less. Why don't we stand?